millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome everybody to Cutscene Saga, the podcast where we dissect and discuss the stories in video games. We're kind of like a book club. Each month we choose a new game and gather some friends to talk about it. So once again this month, I am joined in the studio by... Hey, it's Lawrence. Welcome back, Lawrence. And joining us remotely once again is... Joseph here. Welcome back, Joseph. It's lovely to have you both back. We've had some good times. Um, If you're listening to this and you haven't listened to our first two episodes, head on back and listen to those and then come back, join us here. So this week we are talking about the characters of Fallout 4. So we've spoken about the plot and obviously we've touched on some of the characters um, but now we're going to really get into it, into the nitty gritty. And there sure are a lot of characters in this game, like just a lot. Yeah, there sure are. Um, I I was trying to compare it to um some other games, and it's like like just orders of magnitude, really. Um, and I think to a degree, the characterization of individual characters actually suffers for that, you know. Mm. Um, I think Joseph said earlier, you know, why is an ocean deep as a puddle? It's not quite that bad. Um, but but certainly there are downsides to having so many characters that Absolutely. you don't have to spend as much time with any single one of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's impressive. That, and I mean, all of the recent Bethesda games have this, but every citizen of every town has a name and yeah. a- anybody who you're going to be chatting with has a, you know, it's not just innkeeper. It's, it's Samuel, whatever. Um, which is really impressive, particularly, you know, when everybody's voiced, everybody has their own, mm. um, there's no repetition of, um, face designs or anything among, um, these named characters. The only people who really are nameless, faceless, um, copy pastes are kind of the the enemies, the raiders. Yes, or the, yeah, um, and some and the settlers as well. I believe. Oh, the, true. I true. believe the settlers are randomly generated, and the the enemies are as well, like the yep. raiders. Yeah, yeah, and of course with the settlers, that's kind of understandable with the kind because it's quite a um, modular experience. Mm, you yes, can yeah. take it in whatever direction you want, so that kind of makes sense. Yeah, that that does make sense. Um, yeah, no, there there certainly is an attention to detail with the characters, you know, and that makes the world feel definitely more alive, you mm. know, having um, having even, you know, characters that you don't really interact with, but they're just there, they're doing their thing, you know. Um, I The first characters that come to mind are, you know, the vendors in, in Diamond City, you know, where, like, you could, they could just be miscellaneous, um, you know, general storekeeper but instead there's this guy who's obsessed with baseball but thinks that it was a blood sport you know (laughs) um and it's it just um you know i think you were saying earlier like just taking the um taking an opportunity to make things more interesting or just not going with the default you know um trying to add add a bit of you know just everywhere you can adding just just a bit of flavor yeah Yeah. and i mean you know they're still fairly two-dimensional characters Mm. but at least they're not one-dimensional, you know, yeah, they're not yeah. just shopkeep, they're this person who has something, he has, you know, it's like he has an interesting fact about him, 
Um, you, you don't need to know everything about his life because he's just the shopkeeper who you see every every couple of weeks when you drop into Diamond City to sell some stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, they really have a um, yeah a kind of attention to detail there, and it kind of frees them as well to frees the developers to have some fun. Mm. Like 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 as you say, this guy who thinks baseball was a blood sport. <laughs> you know, it, it it lets them yeah. have some like I really love I can't remember her name, but the um the gun shop owner in Good Neighbor, the the Cleo. Who, yeah, Cleo, the Meg. Yeah. Um I really love her. I really <laughs> oh, yeah. love talking to her mm. and interacting with her. Yeah. Um and and that that wouldn't be there if she was just gun shop owner, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um so you know, there's the um, the kind of vendors that are um, you know have that extra bit of character towards them. But I think really the when people think of characters, they think of the companions. The companions, exactly. You know, um, the companions is where it's at, um, and uh, this has um, the most by a long shot companions of any any Fallout game. I think I'm trying to think if they're even. There might be like two companions in in Fallout Three or something. Um, not a lot. There's no, like, there weren't many. No, there's like there's a there's one guy you can hire if you have bad karma, um, and there's forks, and there's like a, a dog. But there's not there's not a lot. Um, there's slightly more in New Vegas, but not nearly mm. nearly as many as there is um, in um, in Fallout Four. I'm trying to actually count them in my head, and I and I can't. I think it must be like at least ten around there. there yeah, there's maybe. a lot. There's yeah. eight. There's eight. Uh, oh, sorry, there's eight in Fallout Three and Fallout Four. Oh, um, it's it's like a huge amount. I'm bringing out the the amount now, but it's it's really significant. And then when you add on the DLCs as well, it, oh it goes yeah, the DLCs. Um, mm. um, so. Let me see if I can I can find that there. But yeah, they've they've expanded the library of of potential companions dramatically. Not to mention with the uh, the um, uh, robot um, expansion. Oh, the oh, robot expansion. Yeah, build, yeah. Essentially unlimited. Companions. Yeah, essentially yeah. unlimited companions. Yeah. yeah. I um, I did really love that DLC. I really loved that. Um, yeah. <laughs> the the you can build them however you want them. You can assign them a personality. Mm. Um, I just thought that was so cool. Such yeah. a good idea for, um, and because it kind of frees you up to, and this is going to sound really awful, but to think of them as a bit more disposable, like, like <laughs> you, you, yeah. you don't f like, I, I always feel really hesitant to send my companions into really yeah. dangerous situations. No, so I'm like, I don't want to lose them forever. Mm. Um, or as if it's a robot, it's like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm just coming across as really evil on this <laughs> podcast, aren't I? Yeah. Um, no, and I don't think I lo I love how um, and we will talk about this more in um, in next week's episode. But um, how with every Fallout game, there's like two DLCs that are like normal, and there's one that's just a meme. Yeah, you're just absolutely <laughs> off the rails. You know, yeah. I love that. Yeah, and Automaton was that. Yeah, a lot for. Um, yeah, but okay. So the the companions, um, there are a few of them that are very important to the mm. actual plot. Um, probably I think I'd say the most central to the plot is Nick Valentine. Yeah, I would say I believe. so. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Nick Valentine because you actually have to rescue him as yeah. part of the main quest. You know, kind of all of them you can, they're like optional. There's yeah. some of them that um, I, I know, um, there's several people I know who never met Curie. Because they just oh, never, never did the I love quest. She, she's one of my favorites. Mm. I absolutely adore Kiri. No, I, I love her as well. Yeah. Um, and Kate as well. You kind of have to go out of your way to find I her. I don't think I've ever found no, Kate. No, she's she's um, at at the combat zone. Um, oh no, I've never. No, met her. Uh, she actually has. Um, she has a. Um, a, a personal quest, which not all of them do have. Mm. Um, so you know that's a whole a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, um, Curie has a hell of a personal yeah, quest. Yeah. Yeah. Literally becoming a her. person. Yeah. 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 And then she's romanceable as well. Mm. Like, yeah. It's, it's real bit, wacky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, we should. Yeah. This is also the um, the has the most intricate romance system of any Bethesda game I so think far. So, yeah. You can get married in Skyrim, but it's like fetch me this flower. Yeah. We're married. <laughs> you know? Um you just literally choose the person you want to be your yeah, spouse. Yeah. And There's one guy that I think I noticed you're wearing a necklace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised someone like you isn't spoken for. You know? Like you you do people one favor yeah. and it's like, oh, let's get married and adopt two children. Um but um, there actually is, you know, an, um, like you can romance. Yeah, romance. yeah, and, and they have sure, approval yeah. for you. And yeah, they have, yeah, yeah, and they um and and they judge you not not even based on um n- not on only on your interactions with them, but like on your interactions in the world and what you do during quests, and they yep. and they react to um if you you know in like in the dialogue cutscenes, not really cutscenes, but um, they they sometimes interject when you're speaking to someone yeah. else, you know, depending yep. on, um, if on they, what you say. Yeah, if they yeah. have really strong feelings about something, they'll yeah. they'll interject or they'll pull you up on it afterwards or they'll, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like, um, you know, one example is um, Kate, depending on whether you've done her personal quest or not, um, she has um, like a problem with drug addiction. So initially she will react positively to you doing drugs and then after you cure her, she'll react negatively. Right, I see. You know, so it's development. Yeah, yeah. character it's development. It's called growth, guys. Yeah, which <laughs> yeah. is good because, you know, in, for example, Skyrim, um, for the most part, your companions are just like, like... Mules? Yeah, mules, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Like, yeah. They're just arrow fodder for you yeah. to, to take with you. Um, so it, it is really nice to feel like you can develop and grow attached to a particular companion. Mm. Um, you know, like I grew quite attached to Nick. Um, I, I really valued his input and really enjoyed having him along f- on with me for quests. Um, and the same goes for Curie. Um, and I mean, then there's some companions like, what's the super mutant's name? Strong. Strong. Mm. See, I, I liked chatting to him, but I don't like taking him with me. Be- Strong find milk of Strong human f- kindness. I know. <laughs> literally <laughs> wants... Literally the milk of, of human, human kindness. kindness. Yeah. Which is kind of sweet and kind of creepy. Yeah. And, um, mm, delicious. I just wasn't totally on board with that. Yeah. But he can carry my, a lot my and I'm a hoarder. <laughs> my only thing with Strong is I wish they had built in uh, a much better kind of mechanic for building his armor and weapons uh, yeah. for him that, you know, mm. didn't necessarily ever have to be usable by humans. Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of limited for decking him out. I think that could have been an awesome, awesome element that just didn't really, really exist. Mm. And I mean, he has the same issue that some of the bigger robots have as well, where sometimes doors aren't made (laughs) for them. Yeah. Like particularly those, the robots with the, the multiple wheels, the biggest ones, sentries, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's like, 
well, I actually just can't take you indoors because yeah. you don't fit. Yeah. Um, just walk far enough away and they'll respawn. They'll respawn. <laughs> I know I have yeah. done that before. Um, and then, like I mentioned in a previous week, you have the issue with um, Codsworth and to a lesser extent, Curie. She doesn't seem as, as batshit crazy as Codsworth. But... Um, of rushing off into battle and dog meat does it too, where they yeah. just zoom off ahead of you. Mm. Um, I remember there was one um, indoor area where I literally just didn't have to fight anybody because Codsworth <laughs> just like, zoomed <laughs> off ahead of me and took everybody out with his flamethrower and his buzzsaw and whatever else. Yeah. I'm not sure why a household butler needs a flamethrower and a buzzsaw, but apparently they're useful. It was a rough neighborhood. Yeah, apparently mm. so. <laughs> Yeah, should, should shall we say our favorite character and why? Oh. Would that be, or is that just too much pressure? I mean, that's probably pressure, but yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, only because I can't think of one. I mean, I you guess, know, it's you Nick. Know. You know, it's yeah. Nick. Look, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, Nick's probably my favorite character. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I really liked the the um, development with him that he he felt particularly strongly about which faction you choose mm. um like and i i part of my motivation to side with the institute was that i thought it made for the most interesting story in oh, regards okay. to my character development with nick that's interesting to see how he would respond yeah. to that um needless to say he was not super happy but Wasn't still psyched. agreed to <laughs> be my buddy yeah um which is odd, though I don't think he'll ever enter the Institute. I think he... Yeah. yeah. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but Nick Valentine like was a, was a pre-war cop who had his brain transplanted into, or like his memories put into a synth, right? Yeah, so, so the Nick we know woke up. Um, I, don't th- I, I think when he first woke up, he didn't know that he was a synth. Okay. Um, and oh, he was... I can't even remember. He was thrown away, I think. Sad. Um, yeah, very sad. Tragic. Poor Nick. Mm. Um, I know you find out a lot of this in the, um, was it the Far Harbor DLC? Yes. With the, oh, with yes, the that DLC. Character. You have to play that DLC with Nick. You just have yeah. to bring him along. Yeah. Yeah. So do you two have favorite characters in the game? <laughs> Mine might be Piper, just because I'm so fond of her happy-go-lucky attitude. <laughs> See, um, I, I resent happy-go-lucky <laughs> attitudes. No, I um, I really this is this is quite lame, but I I love I love the good guys. You know, I like I like Preston because he sees you know he's he's just good. Um, I like Preston and I like Piper, and I saw you roll your eyes, Joe. <laughs> I like. I, I and no dog meat. Let's go with dog meat. Dog yes, meat is my favorite companion. Dog meat. Yes, dog meat can do no wrong. The goodest um, boy. Yeah. In terms of like, but see, both of those they're like good, but they're kind of boring. You know, yeah. and they don't even you know have a personal quest. Um, like Preston. Preston, Preston is Garvey is a a broken string toy. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, yeah. You know, like <laughs> all he can say at a certain point is another settlement needs your help. <laughs> yeah. But he's a good person, and I love him. Um, but um, I think maybe my favorite, if you take into account if they're interesting, might actually be Kate, which I know, Joe, you haven't had an experience with her. But, um, you know, I'm a sucker for the, you know, tragic backstory. Um, and Kate sure has one. She was like, I think she was sold to slavers when she was 18. It was, yeah, not a great time. Um, and and then, you know, you actually have 
you go on this quest with her to cure her of her drug addiction, and then she changes as a character. Um, she softens to you, um, you know, drastically. Sure. And she also is Irish and swears a lot, and it's funny. What what could you want in, <laughs> yeah. in a companion? <laughs> yeah, and she actually isn't useless in combat. Yeah, yeah, that is that, a big plus. And that's, yeah, a big bonus. Yeah. What about you, Joseph? Do you have a favorite? Uh, I would say if I if I had to choose, I'd probably choose X six eighty eight. Oh, um, just because doesn't bore me with small talk. Um, and again, actually useful in combat. Uh, but typically, like I, I will avoid um, avoid companions mm. like like the plague, yeah. just because I, I every time, no matter how much they improve the um, the the software on on these NPCs, it's still I find the combat really really challenging with them. I'd yeah. rather build up all the perks for the lone wanderer and things like that, so you get perks for not traveling with a companion. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I, I can yeah. totally see that. You know what? Actually, I love Ada because she's funny and also she doesn't talk shit when I pick things up like everyone else. And it's like, yeah. I loot. Just yeah. accept that <laughs> about me. just get used to it. Whereas everyone's like, you sure we need that? And it's like, yeah. mind your own business. I did I did like Ada. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh, I, I totally know what you mean though, Joseph, with the, um, the AI not being so great like really in games the the only time a companion is really like good and useful in a game is when they are specifically coded to be your companion and you know like for example bioshock infinite um she she's or um ellie in last of us you know they're so specifically crafted to be there with you yeah um but of course, Fallout is so much more radiant and um, yeah. unknown. The devs can't guess what you're going to be doing at any given time. Yeah, and I mean, it it is Bethesda. Like we we know we yeah. we know what we were getting into. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we knew it's going to be <laughs> yeah. sus. It's going to be janky. Yeah. yeah. I think my only exception is just you know I think uh, on one playthrough I just made the scientist inventor style character and just built fully upgraded sentry bot. And just because uh, my character was horrible in combat, <laughs> would just, you know, get the perks so companions can't hurt you, you can't hurt companions. And then yeah. just would take that with me everywhere. Because, yeah, I mean, the only weakness was, again, doorways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Forded again. They're like the Daleks from Doctor Who, like yeah. foiled by a flight yeah. of stairs. <laughs> so one of the other um, really kind of major character types in the game is these charismatic leaders of all of these factions. Yeah. Well, charismatic yeah. with the exception <laughs> of Preston. Yeah. Um, but you have um, the leader of the the Brotherhood in his airship, who's, oh, I've forgotten his name. Alder Maxim. Maxim, yeah. You know he's supposed to be 23 years old. Well, I was going to say, he, look, he like looks that. like a neo-Nazi. Like, like I, he, I don't he like it. Like carrying a tiki torch in one of those yeah. awful alt right marches. Yeah, um, no, he. It's not. It's not a. You know, not a great look. No. Um, I mean, the coat and the undercut and everything. <laughs> but um, interesting. He he is featured as a child in Fallout Three. In oh, the, is in, he? Yeah, in the um Pentagon. Huh, I did not know space. that. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So there's some continuity going yeah. through. Yeah. Um, McCready as well is featured mm. in Fallout 3 as the mayor of Little Lamplight. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. Mm. And also the Institute is mentioned as well in Fallout huh. 3. So it's interesting that Searching these things were kind of planned. Synth. 
Yes, yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. So so there is this kind of overarching canon that they're mm. building. Um, yeah, which is really interesting. Yeah. It'll be good to see where they go with it. Um, yeah, and so we've got Elder Maxon, we've got the... We've got Father. Yeah. Um, who is supposed to be a really interesting character, but I feel like he kind of fell a bit flat, yeah. like we were discussing. Um, and then I, I actually found my favourite faction for characters was the Railroad. Yes, mine as well. They've got such a cool diversity of mm. interesting people. Um, yeah, Desdemona, the leader. Yeah. Tinker Tom, the crazy dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there was like that, there was like the fortune telling robot. Yes, Pam. <laughs> I love that. She's so yeah, cool. Yeah. Um I definitely um feel you on the factions and I think the the characters in the railroad were probably one of the main reasons why I sided with mm. them. It's just because I like the characters and I was like I don't want all of you to die, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, that um that you know, I th- I think that um that that is kind of the way it goes with these types of games is you don't actually make the decisions based on which faction is correct but based on which characters you like more yeah. you know so it's like it's hard to kind of get behind this big um you know large scale struggle between all of these factions and you kind of do it more through the proxy of these characters yeah. and it's like i don't want to kill this character so i guess i have to side with these guys you know yeah. um because like just like in real life people don't connect really two ideas they connect to other people mostly yeah um so that's kind of how i made my, all of most of my moral decisions i think yeah that's a really good point and i think that's probably why the railroad does attract a lot of players yeah if for exactly that reason yeah and also you get ballistic weave armor oh, well, <laughs> yeah yeah, <that> yeah. Too. <laughs> that's always handy yeah um i think I, um i think what makes a lot of the characters really interesting in uh fallout 4 is it's no different from, you know, when we were talking about the factions last week, um, is that, you know, there are no, you know, every character has flaws, um, you know, and I, I think that's, that's really interesting, even, like, going through the companions, and some of them are, like, hilarious flaws, you know, from a dark sense of humour. Yeah. I mean, you know, spoiler alert here, like, Paladin Dance, who, you know, has, has set his entire you know, mission to, um, you know, rid, rid the world of synths and all the evil that, you know, is there. Um, when he actually does not realize himself, he is in fact a synth as well. What he a has meme. been replaced. Oops. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's all these, you know, flaws to the characters, you know, all the, uh, all the characters, um, there. And the same goes, not just for companions, but the leaders. I, I mean, again, the brotherhood of steel, they, they really do like kind of embody the cause. Um, you know, uh, the, the leader here, uh, leader of the, um, brotherhood, um, you know, is, is in a lot of ways charismatic, like all this, you know, the other characters look up to him as, um, some form of, you know, um, amazing, you know, young, um, courageous leader, but, you know, he's, he's spouting a lot of hate. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, just, like, telling people to, you know, mm. head out there and just, um, you know, kill a lot of a lot of potentially innocent people, according to, you know, your other factions. Yeah. And, you know, Desdemona is, like, wildly paranoid um, about everything, um, mm. you know, regardless of, regardless of, you know, whether you agree with the cause or not, um, or your character agrees with the cause or not, wildly paranoid. Um, 
yeah, I I think that their characters are you know interesting like that because they do at least you know while still not being very three dimensional characters, um, they do you know each have interesting flaws as yeah. as well as perks. Um, and I think you're right, Joseph. What you said there about the characters kind of being a proxy for the factions that they represent. Um, you know, I mean, even if you think of um, Hancock as the mayor, as the mayor of Good Neighbor, he is Good Neighbor. You know, yeah. encapsulated. Um, and you know, Preston is kind of vanilla, um, and that's you know the Minutemen as well. Which is you know you like. I mean, when you think of the Minutemen, you you think of Preston Garvey, like they're they're the same yeah. person. You know, when you think of Good Neighbor, you think of John Hancock. Um, which again, you know, I, like I was saying, of you know, people don't really connect to ideas or factions as much as they do to the actual people. Yep. So it's kind of, um, you know, like all of life, it's basically a popularity contest. <laughs> you know, who you yeah. kind of end end up going with. And I mean, I think that's what turned me off of the Minutemen was that I didn't like Preston. I thought he was annoying and repetitive, and as such, I never ineffective. Did. Yeah, I- exactly. He wasn't an effective leader. He didn't entice me into his organization. Um, and you join it, and he's like, "You're the leader now." Yeah, that's not that's <laughs> great leadership. Yeah, cheers, buddy. Uh, at least, at least you have to work for it in the other in the other factions. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, father's wildly pragmatic. Like he's, you know, he's incredibly logical. You know, with uh, all things, and only thinks big picture. Mm, you know, it'd be mm. very easy for him to resent the institute for you know killing his mother. Um, but you know, even when you bring that up or killing, uh, killing one of his parents, um, and you know, even when you bring that up, he's just very pragmatic about yeah. it. Um, you know, it's, it's in no way about emotional responses. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, that that's really good in some things, but you know, it, it also has him coming off as being incredibly cold and, you know, borderline evil and other in other situations. Oops. Yeah, and I think to a certain extent they tried so hard to make each character be kind of good and kind of bad that sometimes it means you can't connect to them in any way. Mm. Bec- like particularly Father and Preston, they just feel so empty without, you know, because if they, as soon as they take a really strong stance on something, um, that's turning half of the half of the players off, you know. Yeah. They're trying to leave it open for you to decide what to do. I had one playthrough where I just focused on building a, you know, absolute, you know, like heartless Raider style character. Actually, it was the Walter White character in the end. He (laughs) he basically, you know, went, went over um, to the Nuka world expansion, became Raider boss and then started invading the Commonwealth. Even at the point where I was going through all the Minutemen settlements and, you know, like chopping people up, you know, doing all kinds of atrocities, even at that point, Preston Garvey was, you know, still just, um, you know, still just reasonably warm towards me. He was a little bit disappointed, <laughs> but there was, there was yeah. still no, like, you know, passion there, you know, like, or, or threats or anything like that. Um, yeah, so I, I, I do do agree. I think he ended up a little bit empty there. I would have liked to see him be a bit more harsh towards those kind of actions. Yeah, um, like have, have some passion yeah. for what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, and and maybe not so. Oh, I don't agree with what you're saying, but you know, please don't kill all my friends. <laughs> yeah. And um, actually, one of my favorite characters in the game is a really minor character, but she's the um, the power armor engineer aboard the 
Brotherhood yep, yep, yep. airship. Because how often do you ever see a um, disabled character in a video game like this and a disabled character being a badass and being really good at something and yep. finding an avenue, you know, like like she, like she uses power armor instead of using a wheelchair or similar, um, which is such like, like that's what you would do in this world if you were in that position. And I mean, obviously she's lucky that she could go with the Brotherhood and get yeah. the power armor, etc. Um but yeah, I just I was like, good. That's a good bit of representation. It's a shame you're a Nazi. Unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly think the the most interesting character through and through is the Lone Wanderer. Yeah. Um, and and not not just. Do you because, mean Soul you know, Survivor? Like, Sorry, you're getting confused with your follow through there. Lone Wanderer. Oh, is yeah, is, yeah. Is it's, it's, it? it's a Soul Survivor in Fallout Four. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame uh, you. No. <laughs> it's like, how on earth could you get those two mixed yeah, up? Yeah, Joseph. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. So I, I think your playable character is is you know probably the most interesting. Not not just because you can you know make some interesting dialogue choices, but all the other characters are built really well to react to what you're doing. Mm. Um, mm. And also just the game enables you to play such a huge wide range of characters and not have it, you know, feel, you know, out of place. Um, yeah. There are so many, there's so many games where you have, you know, morality or, you know, morality decisions, which just only affect a dialogue um, mm. conversation and don't really have too much more effect. Um, and it also through the perk system, it really enables you to, you know, have some wildly different discussions, yeah. um, but also just, you know, take on missions and the entire game completely, mm. completely differently. Mm. Totally, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the one thing I didn't like is I truly resent anyone trying to tell me anything about my, my player character, you know? So that's why, um, that's why I liked Fallout New Vegas so much is because, I mean... We know that you were a mailman and you got shot in the head, but that's it. Yeah, you're um, pretty much a blank slate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, kind of, you know, in this, it's like you were a war veteran. Yeah. And, you know, you lived in this town and you were married and you have a child. You know, it's like there's still a lot of ways you can go with that, but, it, you know, there is some established stuff. Which, yeah, like yeah. from from the outset, it's it's informing your character as, like, as vanilla as you can possibly get. Like, this nuclear <laughs> nuclear family. Lol, uh, um, and, and yeah, and, and, and the fact that you're a war veteran, I was like, well, no, I don't I don't want to be a war veteran. Like, that's not, that's not yeah. what my character would be if I was deciding this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did, I have to say, I really like the character creator. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, yes, definitely. And the fact that you yeah. can design both of the parents and then that informs Sean's appearance. Yes. Um. Which, you know, we saw in a certain sense in Fallout 3 how it changed your father to match your mm. your appearance. Um, but yeah, and so that ca they kind of took that a step further with you l d letting you design both of the both of the parents. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, just the the range of, of options in the character yeah. creator. Like it was a very powerful character creator mm. to the mm. point like there's memes of people creating like, I don't know, like Nigel Thornberry. That's or, so funny, you yeah. Know, 
um, all of these crazy yeah. wacky characters or making them as ugly as they possibly can. You know, and um, and I love the type of character creator that click on the face and yes. drag one. Um, you know, I think they have it in Sims Four. Yeah, which, you know, whatever the Sims does, it, you know, um, it's just it's so much more intuitive and so much easier to use than yeah. those flicking through sliders and the things. Yeah. yeah, no, I definitely enjoyed the character creator a lot. Yeah, um, it I it was um, I. I found the, the this isn't about the player the character creator sorry but um the there weren't as many options um or at least you know not as much freedom with your character as there mm. were in some other some of the previous Fallout games but like I get it yeah it's fine yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like I guess yeah well I think we'll probably wrap that up for today we'll be back again next week to talk about the game systems the game mechanics and the DLC. Um, if you'd like to follow us, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Cutscene Saga. Or if you want to speak to us at length, you can email us, cutscenesaga at gmail.com. Thank you, as always, to our fantastic producers, Ainsy Weber at That's Not Canon Productions. And thank you to our fantastic guests, Lawrence and Joseph. Thanks, thanks for having us. Thanks for coming back. It's been great having you, and I'm looking forward to seeing you one last time. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.